Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right, good day and good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel podcast show. So I'm excited. I'm usually excited for any podcast, but today I'm interviewing, and actually, because I'm going to throw that word out there, because people keep getting confused with interviewing versus co-hosting. So let me correct that. I'm not interviewing. I have a new guest co-host for you, like we always do. This gentleman is a powerful, healthy influencer. And he, we just talked before we started the show about the fun behind the word power. But we're going to use that today because this guy has got a lot going on. He's rebranding some stuff. He's got a podcast show. Uh, he's now a part of a new documentary film. We're going to dive into that because clearly we have talked about that on a few of our episodes. But let me give you a quick skinny on him. All right. He's a board-certified cardiologist in San Diego, California. I've been there many times. Gorgeous. He runs the website, lowcarbcardiologist.com, where he also has a podcast, a blog, and he sees clients for individual consultations as well. He helps people transform their health outside the constraints of our broken healthcare system. Yes, broken healthcare system. We've discussed this many times in this show. So without further ado, Dr. Brett Shear, welcome to the show, sir. Thank you so much, Scott. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a great introduction. I appreciate it very much. I do try. But let's jump right into this. Okay, low-carb cardiologist is transforming, right? You, you've, right. You're, you're already known out there by a different branding, the diet well, doctor. My, my podcast is transforming for sure. Yeah, my the low-carb cardiologist podcast, which I've enjoyed doing for a couple of years now, mm-hmm. has transitioned over to the Diet Doctor podcast. So I've teamed up with Dr. Andreas Einfeld and his whole crew over at dietdoctor.com. And we're now doing the Diet Doctor podcast, which is great because now we've transitioned like you are doing to a video and audio uh, product that just increases the engagement with the audience because the video adds so much more. And I got to say, I've seen the first um, three episodes that we've put out and I was there doing the interviews and I watched the production that his team has done. And I think, wow, that looks fantastic. And, and I was there. <laughs> I'm still blown away at how good it looks because he's got such a great production team there. And, and uh, so it's been really fun working with them and doing the interviews. Yeah, so look for the podcast now at the Diet Doctor podcast. So that's interesting. Um, and- so did, did he, I don't, I'm trying to remember, did he have a podcast before or no? Or is that no, why you're rebranding? Because no. so you had the podcast platform. He's right. geeking out on video. You guys right. decided to kind of tie it all together now. And right. bring it all together. Yeah. You know, it was one of those moments where in, in life and in business, you it would be great if you could always choose the people you wanted to work with and only work with the people with the highest standards, who you enjoy being with the most and who to do the best work. If you could do that all the time, that'd be great. Well, when he approached me, <laughs> like right away, I knew this was one of those moments. I mean, him, he and his team, they just, they really hold themselves to the highest standards. They have such integrity. They have such an incredible mission. And their product is incredible with the, the videos and the, and the products that they produce. So it was a no-brainer once we started talking about it when he, he asked if I wanted to run his podcast for him. I, absolutely. And I, I really enjoyed working with him. How long have you guys been chatting about that? Because like, is this something that went down like at Low Carb USA or was this well, happening we, before We were that? talking about it. Yeah, we talked about it leading up to Low Carb USA. And then we, you know, we sort of finalized things and said, okay, we're going to do our first interviews at Low Carb San Diego um, at their conference. And it was easy for me because it's in my backyard here. And it just so happened that Gary Tobbs uh, was, was speaking and he was a great first guest. 
and Peter Atia lives, you know, 30 minutes away. So we were able to interview him and then so Ivor and Jeffrey were there. So it was, it was great. It was an incredible weekend. I mean, the conference in and of itself is an incredible weekend. And it was the weekend that Vinny was there doing interviews for his documentary. Yeah, like nobody knew the- nobody knew that he was in like the other hotel tower, tearing apart a hotel room and turning it into a freaking video film studio. <laughs> when I walked in there, I could not believe that was a hotel room. I mean, that was it was amazing what they did to that room. Yeah, um, I, I and- we'll get into that. But hold on, real fun, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, let's do some screen sharing here. I got both sites up next to them because they're merging. Right. As far as the podcast goes, as far as the podcast goes. Right. Just so, merging the podcast. Still, yeah. So still Dr. Brett, man, still the low carb cardiologist. So, and then we got your right. boy right there, the diet doctor. Dr. So, Andreas. He's amazing. Yeah. yeah. And, and you guys, it's funny. Cause I think I have a couple of photos from behind the scenes. I saw where you two were like hanging together on the set on the movie set. Well, movie hotel room set, movie whatever set. you want to call that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I've got actually the best picture I've got is the one with him next to my kids. Because if you, if you see me in real life, I'm not the tallest guy in the world. Oh, he's my a giant. Is not, yeah. My wife is not that tall. So you can imagine how little my kids are. So seeing my kids next to Andreas was awesome. I love that picture. Well, I, I wish I had it up. I would screen share, but I don't have it available right now. Well, I, I uh, is it online? I uh, know. No, okay. I try not to post too many pictures of my kids online. <laughs> okay. Well, so the fun thing was like, I'm six, four. So what do you think his, oh. his, height is because i think he's definitely taller than me oh yeah he's oh, like yeah. six seven or something i would guess seven or eight yeah that's crazy that's <laughs> that's impressive um they grown big in sweden so, <laughs> so again lifestyle people apparently sweden is where you want to grow up if you want to get some serious height going on because he is definitely representing that very very well um but so I'm very intrigued by this because obviously I want, I want our listeners to learn more about you, your mission, and obviously now clearly a powerful partnership to rebrand. I mean, that's a pretty significant move. People don't understand the power of rebranding. And when you choose to take your platform and leave you being the sole influencer as the primary influencer and then bring him in, team up, rebrand, that's a big step. That's actually a commitment. I think people underestimate that because I'm still screen sharing here. And as you can tell people, it was the low carb cardiologist podcast and now they're merging. So, yes, if you want to talk about business. So interestingly, this is my second rebranding of the podcast because it started off as the boundless health podcast. Oh, I didn't even know that. Wow. I thought I I did my history enough. So, but I, you know, to me, boundless health is what I want to embody. I want everybody to feel boundless health, but from a health side and from a business side, there are two different ways to look at that. Cause the business side is, well, what does that really mean? Like what's your niche and what, you know, who are you speaking to and who's going to, who is that going to resonate with most? So from a business side, it actually was much smarter to switch to low carb cardiologist because that's much more focused. And, you know, I have a boundless health program that I use with my clients, which is a, you know, a six month long program with individual health coaching and videos and worksheets. And oh, that's your video and, course. I'm sorry. Is that that's your my video course? course? Yeah. 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 So I still have the boundless health term because I still love that term and I think it's so important, but for branding, low carb cardiologist just says so much more, but then now it's the second rebranding of the podcast, at least to now be the diet doctor podcast and team up with them. So yeah, it's, but it's worth it. Each step has been for a reason and and definitely worth it for the rebranding and for the effort. Well, it's interesting because like I, again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm just for, all, for the video feed too, I'll do some more screen sharing because 
you can go right to on his site. You go and right next to about toolbar, boom, free video courses, right? There's the podcast, the blog, the books, etc. So right there you can sign up and dig into some free video content. And then I'm guessing that's eventually once people commit to your programming and support, that's when you build them into the, uh, the boundless factor, right? Right. So the, the free video courses are just to get information out there and to let people know a little bit more about me and, and my approach and hopefully a lot of the information I have in there will resonate with them. Hmm. Then if you want to work one-on-one with me, then there's the Boundless Health Program, gotcha. uh, which is a more intensive six-month program. Yeah. yeah. And that's great because I think that's important. I don't care if you're talking about health, business, lifestyle, doesn't matter. These coaches that are out there or, or powerful influencers like you with your educational background, it's not everybody's... Uh, this is something I've been throwing out on the show in a long for a few months now is the, uh, I call it the, where, where are you at on the timeline? And for the initial influencers, like even my own parents, I've been trying to positively influence them for the past few years. And it's a very slow process because people look at me and they think I have amazing genetics. I'm pretty fit. I have no problem saying that. I just, my fiance and I just won a CrossFit competition last weekend. So we can, we can hang. Okay. Um, but you look at my family and everybody is overweight. My dad's type two diabetic. I love my family, but I do not look like I belong in my family. But one thing I tell people is now, if you went back in time to when I was 18 and you looked at my family, I, we looked a little closer. Okay. Cause I'm 41 now. So you, you tack on a 20 plus year change and Huh. Interesting, right? Family photo 20 years ago, family photo today. And this totally ties in to everything that you guys are doing. (laughs) So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. The timeline, right? People find your free free courses. They dive into the free content. This is to help just open up those educational pathways, right? Right. I mean, look, one idea is to get as much information out there in as many different modalities as possible because everybody learns in different ways. Some people are going to be video learners. Some people are going to want to learn from the blog. Some people are going to want to read a book. You got to educate people as much as possible in a as reliable a way as possible. The way social media is now, the way the internet is now, you can find somebody promoting any type of lifestyle and sounds like an authority on it. But I mean, it's hard because you, you sort of have to find people that resonate with you and that you can trust and, and have the track record and are hopefully being objective um, and presenting something in a way that's really going to influence people and help people. And that's the goal. So that's the video courses and that's the blog and that's the idea to get the information out there. Well, the one thing I love you're hitting on here is um, besides me being a marketing geek and a former firefighter guy, I, I've, I also geeked out on psychology. So what you just hinted at real quick there, the different modalities of learning and, and consumption of content is a, a very popular terminology that was thrown out there that I learned back at the university was the VAC method, which is V-A-K, visual, auditory, and kinesthetic, right? Okay. So it's, yeah, it's that important sense. that when so many of us, these kids, they, kids grow up, I grew up, and I didn't realize that each of us actually, depending on the content, lean to one side of that trifecta, you know, up, down, left, right. And it's like, wait a minute, certain content, like obviously exercise and physical fitness, you can't beat one-on-one coaching with people like Vinny Tortorich, right? Like that's, you just can't beat it. You want to learn the proper form, the proper technique. There's only so much you can do through watching a video. When you got somebody hands-on, kinesthetically walking you through proper form and technique, and this form and technique is not just tied to exercise. This is tied to the dietary practices, right? The lifestyle reprogramming that 
you you guys are helping influence with this low carb revolution, if you want to call it so, that. Right. I mean, I, I, honestly, it's not really a revolution. You're literally just taking us back in time to what we used to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's a dev, de-evolution or no? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Going it, back. Cra- it cracks me up <laughs> because I was like, really? I was like, it's not as like, when I grew up, I grew up on a farm. So, oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's why it cracks me up. I'm like, dad, just go back to when my childhood, do that all right. over again for yourself. I when just, you ate eggs fresh from the hen, you ate, you drank milk straight from the cow, you grew your own vegetables and that's what you ate. Oh yeah. I managed a uh, quarter acre garden. My mom, uh, had, we had so much vegetables that, and we didn't grow any fruit or anything, but we just, we had so many vegetables. My mom would do the, uh, yeah. uh, the Mason jar or the ball jars and you would can them. So we'd have right. all of our veggies stocked up. We made our own pickles, like everything. No, yeah. no sugar or corn syrup in your pickles. Shout out to Clawson. You guys right. suck. I never realized until I read the back of the jar, read the labels, people. Did you know this? They put corn syrup in- Corn syrup in pickles? And Clawson is like one of the top. I used to love their pickles. It ruined me. Uh, I found this out two months ago. Terrible. And I thought I was, was a label terrible. guy. I never bothered reading the label on a pickle jar because- Yeah, I wouldn't even think to do that. It's like, it's vinegar and herbs. Like- why yeah. would you put corn syrup in that? No, well, it's in there. Read the fine print. That's ridiculous. Yeah. So, so do you have a garden now? Do you still uh, like to garden and grow things? I don't have a property that well sets that up. Although I will tell you, uh, surprisingly enough, two weekends ago, we, we had a brand new concrete patio uh, I dug out and we just had it poured. And thanks to the contractors, maybe I could plant a garden now because they drove a 30,000 pound concrete truck up onto my backyard after two months of steady rain. And they wondered why I now have rut, I have ruts that I can actually drop into a push-up position and I fully fit in the rut. <laughs> oh, um, so needless to say, they're going to be coming back and fixing all that. But I'm like, hey, hey, baby, my fiance. I was like, you know, we've got literally this is a nice chunk of earth that's been literally chewed the heck. Why plant grass? I get to sow a garden in there. <laughs> <laughs> silver um, lining. Yes, always a silver lining. But yeah, I, I had a quarter acre garden as a kid. We had a 30 yeah. hen chicken house. I used to sell eggs on the side of the road for a buck a dozen. Uh, that was like my first entrepreneurial thing as a kid. Um, awesome. We raised our own our own beef. We, I mean, it, was, it wasn't like a giant farm. This was just a smaller farm. My dad wanted us to continue growing up the way he grew up. And I even had goats. I had Nubian goats. We used to milk the goats. I used to take the milk, run it through a coffee filter, and just drink it raw. Yeah. Right. All that now, all that now is trendy. It's trendy now. Yeah, (laughs) that's great. So I figured you'd appreciate that. But now it's like absolutely appreciate it. I mean, I wish we could all live that that way. I mean, that's that's the way we should should air quotes be living. But you know, progress in society have have taken over, and our health has not been a priority in that takeover. Mm. Um, And you know, there's a point where you're too far gone. Of course, we can't all go back to living that way, but we can take the principles from that and say, okay, if you want to live in modern society, you want to live in busy cities, you want to live in skyscrapers, that's all fine. But you have to take the principles of what we used generations ago that that promoted our health and apply them to today instead of taking the nutritional and sit on your butt attitude that we have in today's society that's killing us and making us all sick. Hey, you want to sit on your butt and play video games? Fine. Just reprogram what you're stuffing down your gullet, you know, through that through that big hole in your face, uh, because honestly, the energy drinks and and the sugary everything and the pizza and stuff. Like, why do you think when people think of gamers, 
yeah. I, weird, weird segue. I never talk about gamers on this show, but when people think of gamers, you think of somebody who's lazy, overweight, probably has a big acne problem, just stuck behind the, t- the computers and just doing yeah. their thing. But technically, right. technically not. I've been to San Diego multiple times where they have those comic cons there. And, uh, you guys uh-huh. have all the big events down there, by the way. Um, but they've, uh, I've seen like gaming conferences there. Like I don't go to them, but I'm walking through, you know, San Diego and, and you see people walking around and I'm like, well, there you go. There's some healthy fit, you know, lean gamers that exist. Okay. But I'm I'm interesting. Like, well, is it genetics or is it their lifestyle? Maybe these people get it. Maybe they're actually healthy and fit in their free time when they're not stuck behind a video game. I don't know. Right. So um, now the whole point of diet, right? Nutrition. You're talking about all this stuff. So what do you, how do you want to tie that to this? All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm currently screen sharing his book, Your Best Health Ever. So if you haven't gotten it, I will have this on my Amazon influencer page on the website. It'll also be linked in the show notes on livingfuel.com. But let's tie that together because I love that tagline. But here's the thing. When somebody initially sees that, like, man, that's a big promise, right? (laughs) They haven't read the book yet, but they see that cover and they're like, wow, my best health ever. What what, what did you expect to get out of that when you you created that title? Well, that's the beauty of it. So the, your best health ever, but then read the second, you know, the subtitle, I guess it's called the cardiologist surprisingly simple guide to what really works. Surprisingly simple. And that's the whole point. Like achieving your best health ever is not that hard. There are some simple principles to live by and that, oh, nice. Very nice zoom there. I appreciate yeah, that. Touch screen. Right. Touch screen. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Tough for the audio people. They can't. They yeah, can't sorry, see. guys. You got to go watch the YouTube video. So, but yeah, I, 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 my one machine here has a touch screen and I try and take advantage of it when I can. So, but yeah. here's the There's thing a, why is it surprisingly a simple guide? That's the sad part, right? It surprises yeah. so many people. Right. Because we think, because of the way so many people live, you think it's almost unattainable to achieve great health and to feel great and to sleep well and have tons of energy. And to be able to do all the things you want to do and think clearly and have great mental performance. And it, it, there, it seems for so many people like that is so far away. It's such an unreachable goal because of the society we live in, because of the things we do in our daily routine and the unconscious decisions we make and the habits we have. And it shouldn't be that easy. I mean, sorry, it shouldn't be that hard Mm. to realize what we have to change. Now, sometimes the hard part is actually physically changing it. The knowledge to learn of what we need to change, that is surprisingly simple. It's very easy. And then there's some tools you can put in place once you prioritize your health that does make the actual shifting and new habit formation much easier. It doesn't have to be this huge barrier that so many people think it is. Well, I love what you just tossed in there, uh, the keyword there, habit. So yeah. I've, I'm a personal and professional development junkie. I've got, I've consumed, my, my digital audible library is massive uh, compared to my physical library because I travel so much. So it's one of the reasons I talk about this in past shows too, where I tell you all the time, if you're traveling, whether it's a 15 minute commute or a two-hour commute, especially if you're in a car. But let's say you're in a car, a bus, or a plane. There is no excuse nowadays not to become, and part. I mean, you can you can clarify this term, your own inner physician, right? Like, there's unfortunately there's physicians and doctors who don't know what they're talking about when it comes to nutrition. They haven't taken that personal commitment that you've taken and sure. other influencers that you're teamed up with to to balance your medical education with the necessary nutritional education. And right. I, nowadays, my guys like, why do you think I started my own podcast? I, I, I'd been consuming podcasts like Vinny's 
for over four years. And eventually you get a rich, reach a point where you know too much. And this was a great quote. I remember reading one time. It's not a word for word, but it's like, listen, the a definition of wisdom is not so much knowing everything. It's knowing enough to pass on that knowledge. That's wisdom. Right. Right. You have to keep leaving a legacy and passing it on. So I'm intrigued to see what you think of that, what we're bringing up here right now. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the, the, the podcast medium has, for me, increased my knowledge base tremendously. Right? I mean, awesome. I used to just rock out to, you know, <laughs> rock out to Kenny Chesney driving to work every day, which, <laughs> which is still important. I still have those days when that's what I need to do. Right. Um, but 90% of the time right now, I can, I can ingest some pretty high quality information that's going to that's going to help me in my day to day that's going to help me in my business that's going to help me working with patients that's going to help me personally i mean there's so much out there and I, I mean that's one of the reasons why i wanted to start my own podcast too just like you're saying when i started a couple of years ago because i saw how valuable it was for me mm -hmm. um and you know i've got about a 20 minute commute which is not bad there are people who have a much much longer commute and you just think you know, sometimes I want a longer commute. If I'm into if I'm into a great podcast, I know, right? You're hating pause. <laughs> yeah, I'm pulling up into my driveway, and I'm like, ah, oh, they're just getting to the good stuff. Wait a second, I'll sit in my driveway for ten minutes until one of my kids sees me and runs out and starts banging on the window. But now there is a benefit to that, right? I mean, you that's the beauty of digital content. We can hit yeah. pause. You can hit pause and come back to it, but but I don't like that. I like continuity, and that's why I haven't gotten into audiobooks. Right? Some people say they love listening to audiobooks, but they're seven hours long. I don't like the stop and start and stop and start and stop and start. You know, I want it. I want a podcast I can finish on the way to work and the way home from work. One oh. stop and start. But okay. some of them are longer, and that's okay because those ten. You know, I'll pick some very high quality longer ones. I, and, I uh, will so say. When it comes to the books, like I just crushed two books in the past 72 hours because oh, uh, really? I was traveling in upstate New York. I live in Allentown, Pennsylvania, an hour north of Philadelphia, hour and a half west of, of New York City. So I had some business meetings all the way out in Buffalo, New York, Rochester, and Syracuse. So when I'm up there, I try and get all those meetings booked because they're all like boom, 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 hour and a half to two hours apart, those cities. So I just drive. I just I drove all the way out, hit a meeting in Syracuse, yeah. then hit a meeting in Rochester and Buffalo, and then worked my way back. Um, so I try and do that over a three-day period. So... And then the, the last drive stint last night, which is funny, it ended up being longer because I was uh, talking to a new client and they wanted to have a coaching session and traffic had delayed me. So I ended up getting off in Binghamton, New York, getting into a Starbucks and setting up the, a Zoom like this, a video call to do our coaching session and then got back on the highway and continued driving home. <laughs> Beauty of technology, people, you can run a business from anywhere. Um, right. But the, the point here is that like, if I hadn't have stopped, I had a four point Four four and a half hour drive from Rochester, New York to Allentown. That's a lot of time to crush some content. It's a lot of time. Yeah. Right. So for me, my commutes aren't that long. No. But uh, if they were, then then books are great and or plane rides or whatever. So yeah. Yeah. And, and, great, and again, great. to your point, in a book, it's weird, right? Because some people are like, well, I like to just read a book straight through. That impresses me so much. If you could sit down and physically crush an entire book all the way through, and, and not to be fair, maybe your best health ever. That is one of those books where it's like once you're in, man, it's like you can't you can't stop. Granted, you can it's stick a, good a book, read. It's quick read. You, yeah, you can stick a bookmark in there, but then like you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna lose all that content. Like, <laughs> um, which by the way, have you ever had people tell you they just shot your book straight through? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. it's not that long of a book. They say they sit down and they read through it and they're engaged. And 
I've had a couple of people say it was a great read. They couldn't put it down. You know, not, don't worry. It's not like a suspense page, page turner, <laughs> but it's, there's, it's full of good advice, good science and really making it practical for people. And I think that's what they enjoy about it, that it's really a practical book. So my question to you then is, since we're yeah. talking about audiobooks real quick, have you released this as audio? I have not. And you have, have not. The, you have the technology, you are a podcaster. I ask this because I, I'm writing my first book and, um, I, I was like, I have to do audio. I love audiobooks so much. Uh, people yeah. tell me my voice is okay. It's pretty decent. So I was like, I'm, I'm yeah, definitely not, I'm not going to hire a voiceover person. <laughs> <laughs> Although I do love Anna Bocino. She, she does. She did the intro and the outro for this show, by the way. So, Oh, did she? Yeah. Great. Um, cause you guys got to hang out in the movie set with her, right? Weren't she, uh, was she there that day or no? She, she, I don't think she was there that oh, day. Oh, no, she well, wasn't. She right. been there later. She went to, no, I think Anna, Anna was at the, the next recording session when they converted literally Vinny and Serena's house into a movie set. Okay. So I think that's when Anna came to that. She wasn't in San Diego. I no, see. I didn't see her. I got to see Serena. Serena was there, which was great. It was nice to meet her. Yeah. But I didn't see Anna. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. So it's yeah. that accent, man. You got James, James Bond movie type model with a British accent. You just can't beat it. So can't beat it. Poor Vinny. Poor Vinny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, here we go. So ladies and gentlemen, and it is on Amazon, as I already hinted, I will link it uh, in the show notes, but there you go. It's, and it's, dude, guys, come on, less than $13 for a paperback of healthy knowledge. You can't beat that. Can't beat that. That's awesome. So, um, what, by the way, are you working on another book? Funny you should ask. Yeah, I know if everybody's on. always working on another book, right? It's uh, I've got I've got ideas in the mix and starting the outline, and you know, I loved I loved writing that book. It was great. It, I, I really enjoyed the writing process. I enjoyed trying to, you know, assimilate all the information and figure out a way to put it out there in an easily digestible manner. But man, it's a lot of work. Um, and I'm it, with you. It's mostly fun. Well, yeah, so it's here, mostly fun. So here's as a long hack. as you've got. You'll appreciate yeah. this. I didn't actually, oh, you know what? It's actually still open because I'm downloading all the content. But so here's an app I'm using called otter.ai. So I banged out three 15-minute chapter sessions on the drive home in the past two days as well. So besides listening, so long story short, this is an app for free. They give you 600 minutes of recording time per month. And it, and it translates the audio into a script file, like a text file. So it's doing the transcription. So I was like, wait a minute. I travel so much. Just like I listen to content, I have no excuse not to, air quotes, write my book if I can speak my book. So this is my hack that I'm testing right now to help write the book because I literally cannot sit down <laughs> and write a chapter. It's driving me crazy. But right. if I'm just driving and I'm listening to a podcast and all of a sudden something pops in my head, I'm like, oh, I pause the podcast or the audio book, turn on the app start recording right through the Bluetooth awesome. over my car stereo. I was like, this is, I was like, this is genius. So that is genius. Otter.ai. I'm going to check that out. Yeah. So the free, free version, that's what I'm saying. 600 minutes. I thought it was 600 minutes a year. It's 600 minutes a month. So I was like, really? wait a minute. I haven't had to pay for the, it's like 80 bucks for the year. And they give you 6,000 minutes a month. And I was like, okay, well I was planning decision. on doing that. And then I happened to go back in because in, in 24 hours, my plan resets again. I'm like, Oh, wait a minute. I have another 600 minutes coming again because yeah. here's, here's the other hack. I hate writing show notes and I used to outsource them and then I brought them back in house. I'm still deciding if I'm going to outsource them again, but that's right. Ladies and gentlemen, you're, you got two podcasters talking to each other right now. You got to share a little bit of best practices, but the other cool thing about this app, I can upload my audio file into it and it will transcribe the podcast show. 
So I like I like to provide bullet pointed some certain points in the show, uh, and and it, and it has the timestamps. Very cool. So there's another what a hack great for you. app. <laughs> what a great app, otter.ai. I'm yeah. I'm getting that right, yeah, right you're now. Geek out. So <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, so there but you go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> You're saying so. What was that chapter? Gear ha- gear hacks in REI. I just saw on, on the file. You ah uh, yes. Yeah, so I love right. REI. My favorite story. Uh, so that was that was me literally talking about how I found REI. Uh, so quick. I don't know if you know my whole backstory, but I was you know farm kid turned chasing corporate dreams. Then made myself go back to school on nights and weekends as an adult student. Did my BS in uh, marketing and adding psychology in. Then decided to leave it all behind after I finished the degree, though, um, and became a U.S. Forest Service hotshot wildland firefighter out west. You guys know him very awesome. well because you live in San Diego, and I was stationed there in 2010. Oh, wow. uh, what's the forest overlooking San Diego near you? The Cleveland An- National Forest. Is it the Angeles? Oh, National Angeles forest? is... Yeah, up towards LA a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, north of, yeah. So we passed through there and we got like a day layover before they figured out where they were going to station us for Firewatch. And that was how I first got to experience San Diego. So I have pictures of me in my full gear. Well, not full gear, but like a t shirt, but our, 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 our fire retardant pants and my big leather logging, like hiking boots. And we're standing on the beach yeah. holding a Starbucks. But, and, nice. I, and I had my giant, like, mountain band, <laughs> beard, mountain man beard. So, uh, but anyway, yeah, so that was my two, I had a two year adventure serving as one of the elite hotshots, uh, with the federal government. And so after all these years now, that was 2010, 2011. And then I'm, did you ever hear about the tragedy in 2013 in Arizona from the Granite Mountain hotshots? There was ni- uh, 19 fire, nine, the, the entire crew, except for one guy, all nine, all 19 were burned over on the Yarnell oh, Hill fire outside of Prescott, Arizona. So they actually That's released awful. a movie about it called only the brave. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a tearjerker because, unfortunately, I knew most of them. The movie, they, they set the movie in 2010 and 2011, which was when they were trying to earn their hotshot status because they were the first experimental crew that was not federal. It was a city-run hotshot crew from Prescott, Arizona, because they have a high risk of fire up there. They were surrounded yeah. by other federal crews. And this guy, the, their, their superintendent, actually used to serve as a Pleasant Valley hotshot, which was the crew that I was on many, many years before me. So it was a crazy overlay. Uh, and I do mention them in the book. But long story short, it was a life-changing experience. I, I chose that to help me escape the corporate life and see if this is what I was meant to do in public service. Obviously, I didn't continue doing it. But there was so much transformation, life lessons. Um, it's how I found CrossFit. Like I didn't know what the hell CrossFit was. I, I show up on the on the base, and my one uh, Native American uh, uh, squad boss. He's like, "All right, guys, we got two days for the next two weeks, seven days a week straight." I'm like, "What's a two a day?" And he's like, "We're following CrossFit programming." I'm like, "What's CrossFit?" <laughs> uh, fast forward to today, I'm actually a CFL one CrossFit trainer uh, when I when I feel like it in my free time. So I'm certified and I'm a, I, I love it. But awesome, so many things from that. So there's a quick little segue since you, and that's why live the fuel was created from that experience like that that's why there's fire a picture of white fire in my logo burning white ah. burning white hot and uh i'm actually going to create sense. i'm going to create a chapter of um fi- uh, i actually i just I just thought of this one i'm going to create one called fighting fire with fire because i've tied <sighs> there's so much unhealthiness mixed into that career <laughs> tie this back to you and All uh right. I, you know, some, some fires, they gave us MREs, 
you know, it was straight up militarized. It was crazy. Like right. I, I'm on fires and I got two MREs in my pack. And if we're on a remote ridge top and we, we needed to, uh, you know, stay up there, we just, until they can get food to us, we would just use our MREs. So you're eating stuff just chocked full of preservatives that were, you know, designed to survive like the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then you go to the fire camps and you know, you're trying to feed a few thousand firefighters. It's not the highest it's all pasta. Food. Well, it's all pasta, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, it, it, these are, tr- these are tractor trailers that like transform into mobile kitchens. It was crazy. It was so cool. Um, but you know, you have giant vats of eggs and bacon in the morning, which I'm fine with. That was fine. Although yeah. some of the fires, I'm like, what's wrong with the eggs? I find out they're serving powdered eggs. Oh, that was awful. So I'm sure you would appreciate these little food stories. <laughs> yeah. But it, it really taught me the importance of taking care of yourself because we were doing 16 hour shifts on the fire line and I'm hiking with a, you know, a 25 pound chainsaw. I got a 40 pound pack and you're in the mountains, sometimes a high altitude. Like this is your life. Like you, yeah. if you're, if you're on a big fire, you, you work 14 days straight until you max out your time slot. And then you're required to take two days off for rest and recovery. And then you're right back at it again. So you, you bang out. We averaged the first year, 1900 hours in just one summer. Wow. And then 2000, almost 2100 in my second summer. So that's no, that's a normal year for the average nine to five employee. I figured you would appreciate this because you're a doctor and you guys know about long shifts. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's, that's part of the whole concept of taking care of yourself and fitting that into your life because jobs like that, with that amount of stress, mm. that amount of physical challenge, uh, probably not a lot of sleep, not a lot of time to eat, or to eat well. I mean, that's oh, we were stuffing. Hard- they gave us like a brown, no, no joke, dude. Like, like heist. Like when you were in middle school, you take the little brown lunch bag, like the paper bag. Yeah. That's when we left the fire camps. They would just every guy would just grab a, a, a brown paper bag of food, and then we called them meat wads, which was just a giant wad between white bread of like lunch meat and cheese. And picture right. that in your pack for like ten hours. It's wonderful. Uh, um, they would jam an orange in there and like two or three freaking cliff bars <laughs> so yeah the food was awful yeah. um and real quick say, so, so go ahead i was just gonna say so often when i and when i'm working with clients one of the things we have to look at is how does your job and your life influence your choices and if you have a job like that where you don't have a lot of choices it's very challenging and mm-hmm. so there are certain professions that have worse health in general and that's usually why because you're your options for making your choices are much lower and you don't, you just have to grab whatever is available. Yeah. But that's no excuse for when you walk into the doctor's lounge in a hospital and there's muffins and donuts and bagels and you know that's what they have in the doctor's lounge in a hospital. See, I mean, that, so that pisses me off. That's ridiculous. That pisses me off because you guys are literally there to save lives. And from obviously you, you're both of my background and what I know, it's like, guys, like, I forget the exact number, 80 plus percent of brain tissue is fat tissue and the brain requires healthy fats to fuel. So it's like you're dumping sugar and empty carbs into your system, which is then supposed to fuel that really, really important thing inside of your head that involves really, really important thoughts that could be saving lives. Yeah. But but they look at you like a crazy if if you're doing a shot of olive oil versus them eating a muffin. Right. Right. And then, and then you eat that at, you know, six o'clock in the morning and come, come nine or 10 o'clock, you're like ravenous and you can't think about the patient in front of you because you've got your glucose dropping with your insulin spike and 
your sugar cravings coming back. I mean, that's why people like Carrie Dulis. I just had her as a a guest on my on my podcast. Oh, she's Dr. The, she's the vegan or the vegetarian uh, doctor who yeah. understands healthy fats. Yeah, so she's keto vegan yeah. and she's a spine surgeon, and she does you know multiple hour surgeries fasted because she's fat adapted and she's eating a high quality, high fat, low carbohydrate food. And, and I mean, as opposed to these people needing to take breaks all the time to go fuel your sugar habits and the, the hospital and the medical community is like promoting this. It's, it's such a cognitive dissonance. It just makes no sense. It, it drives me nuts because it's, and by the way, real quick, tie together to my hat, ladies and gentlemen, on the video, I'm wearing the fat, a documentary swag hat because Brett's in this movie and Carrie is also in this upcoming documentary film as well. So he just name dropped another powerful influencer that's going to be in this awesome. amazing film that you guys worked on together. So I'm so excited. <laughs> I can't wait for it to come out. I saw the trailer and I got goosebumps. It was oh, great. Yeah. The trailer, the trailer was awesome. Like I, Peter's like, man, when this trailer's done, you guys are going to love it. I'm like, dude, let me know when it's up. I'm excited. So, yeah. uh, and, and the views on it been getting up there. Cause that's the whole point. They're, we're trying to push as much traffic to that video on YouTube as possible. Ladies and gentlemen, because we're talking about on this show, I'm going to link that in the show notes as well, because you got to go click on that video as many times as possible. Watch it as many times as possible, because the more stats that are on that YouTube video, the better Peter and Vinny will have that looking for them when it does come time to, you know, push it up the chain of, I don't know, movie world and Netflix and all that stuff. So Makes sense. we need, we need something that actually brings proper truth to, to battle idiotic documentary films like, uh, what the health and, uh, uh, cowspiracy and, uh, what's the one where it had like, they have the letters are all spelled with veggies by that other vegan doctor guy. Um, uh, I forget yeah. the name of that one. I, there's, there's, there's just too many out there. <laughs> Point <laughs> is, is that uh, there's people like you and Carrie that are creating positive change. And yes, I agree with you. Like I got to experience two years of one of the hardest jobs in my life. And I'm an endurance athlete. Like I, I do road biking for hundreds of miles. I, I mean, I love pushing myself. And but it does that uh, to your point though. In order for me to be able to push myself like that, my fuel and what I put in my body is even more important. And how you feel. Right. Like, the, the hilarious thing was that competition, I woke up in the morning and normally I don't, I, I do intermittent fasting all the time. I was fasted until 3 PM today. So, uh, but I, I actually, I crushed out a six egg omelet and four sticks of bacon at six o'clock in the morning. Cause I didn't want to have to worry about refueling during the competition. So, I mean, now other people are taking yeah. all their sugary shakes and, and drinks and, and energy drinks. And, um, you know, I, I was drinking coffee though with, with heavy whipping cream in it. So <laughs> I figured you'd appreciate that. So you were well fueled. You were well fueled. It, I appreciate fat, that. fat is fuel. Okay. Fat I, is fuel. I, and actually you'll appreciate this. Cause I'll tie this back to the whole gear hacks and REI question that you did ask about, but, uh, thanks to the firefighting background, I, I love campfires. And I, actually, I liked it before, and I'm an outdoorsy nut. Uh, I lived in Colorado. I used to do a lot of rock climbing up there. I used to race in mountain bike races. And I love a good campfire. So I tell people all the time, too, and this isn't a perfect connection because I don't want to promote sugar, but think of sugar like the kindling to get the fire going. And then think of fat as your log on the fire, right? That's going to burn like the rest of the night, like for the next three hours. Now, granted, right. I don't want you to use the sugar to get the fire going, but I'm just trying to help people understand that sugar is a flash in a pan, man. Like it's just, yeah. it's instantaneous crap. You're creating these crazy upswings in your hormonal balances like leptin and ghrelin. Um, I don't know. What do you think of that connection? Is that, is that a decent one for some people? How would you tie that or improve upon what I threw out there? 
No, I think that's a fantastic ex- example to sh- show people how your body burns this fuel separately or differently, I should say, because the sugar, you're exactly like you said, you absorb it quickly, you burn it quickly, your insulin spikes, and then you need more right away. Whereas the fat is the opposite. You know, it's a much slower burn. You get plenty of energy from it and you don't need to refuel because you don't get the insulin spikes. You don't burn it all off right away. And you have plenty of stores in your body that if you do need more, your body knows to go get it and burn that. And so it just makes more sense. It makes so much more sense. And like you were saying earlier, it's the way we were living, you know, in evolutionary times, uh, you know, our ancestors lived that way. And that's the way our bodies are meant to be living. You don't, you don't evolve over the course of a few hundred years. You know, our genes haven't changed so that we now are equipped to live healthily by burning fast burning fuel like sugars. Yeah. Instead, we're using that to kill ourselves and, and to promote these d- chronic diseases that are epidemics now. So absolutely, the way you described it is great. It's a much cleaner, longer burning fuel that we should be use, utilizing. Well, I mean, you can connect this back to the, your question on the whole, I had a chapter called Gear Hacks and REI, right? So let's, 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 hit, let's full circle that because I will, I go to REI to get my camping gear and this is all before Amazon, right? I mean, this is, you didn't just go click and boom, it showed up at your house. I mean, you could on REI.com, uh, but yes, REI is one of my favorite companies because they're, they are a co-op and you pay that one time $20 fee to join. And at one time their, their warranty support was amazing. Cause like they had to change it a little bit because people just take back product that was like five years old and they would just let you credit your account. It was crazy. Um, I, yeah. only, I only did that maybe one time, but, <laughs> um, <laughs> The point is, like, I used to get my camping stoves there, my camping gear. I'm all into the ultralight minimalism uh, because it'll be in the book. But it's like it, my gear hacks in that chapter. I talk about how I bought the North Face Base Camp duffel bags that have the backpack straps on them. You ever see those? Okay. Yeah. yeah. They, they look like they're all shining on the outside because they, all the fabric is coated in like rubber. So it's not fully rubber proof, but if I just chuck that into a Creek real quick and it floated for a few minutes, like I'm not worried about it. Um, but I had one of every size cause I had, and then I also bought my mountaineering packs that I did on my pack training with, uh, to get ready to be a firefighter. Cause our PT tests were, were pack training. Um, but the point is, is like my camping gear. I think the only food that I ever bought from REI was like, you can buy those dehydrated, uh, like camp meals, but I wasn't buying, I was buying the ones that was like, you know, eggs or bacon. I wasn't buying anything with sugar and crap in it. Now, granted, there right. was some level of pre- preserving happening in there from a dehydration process. But the whole point is when you go to a camp, you just have to add hot water and you can eat if you're out for like a five day uh, expedition. So, right. but back to my point is I'm not, I mean, until I was firefighting, I didn't touch cliff bars and now I never will again. But, <laughs> but when I camped, you know, I'm bringing in like meat or, uh, or dehydrated meat or, or jerky or, again, high protein, high fat, long burning. And I never thought about it back then. I just naturally did that. I didn't think about, oh, well, these are going to be richer and longer burning. I just thought about, well, I know these satiate me, so I don't have to hike in with as much stuff. But yeah. I, this is before I understood everything that you're helping teach us about L- right. L- you know, you know, LCHF, low carb, high fat. I didn't know anything about that back then. I just naturally did it because right. I knew how my body responded. <laughs> That's impressive, right? It's You can listen to your body and you know. Well, it's funny, you bring up cliff bars. And I mean, there was a time where I was so happy to have a cliff bar because I, I was a triathlete in the 90s and early 2000s oh, when it was all, all power bars. And so when cliff bars came out, they were so much better than power bars. And like cliff bars were the greatest thing ever. And 
but they're still just Dude, junk. Those, those power bars, the only way you can eat those things was if it was a summer race. If it was a spring yeah. or a fall race, that thing was like a hard, it's like, chewy. <laughs> like you had like I, I felt like I was gonna rip a tooth out one time. Yeah. And they were sticky. So yeah, when Cliff Bars came out, I mean they would they harden so up a little sticky. in the winter, but yeah, you're excited. It was like, oh my yeah. god. But I didn't know yeah, so, what was in it. And oh, to our god. point, when we were hiking in on a fire, we, uh, luckily our our Nomex pants had um because this is not traditional city firefighting. You can't come in with big, heavy-duty, like, city firefighter gear. You'll never be able to hike, you know, the five miles in. So, like, yeah. we have Nomex, which is fire-resistant woven material. But we had, we had uh, cargo pockets in the legs. So, we used to stuff the pockets full of cliff bars and everything because we were burning through them so fast. Like, you literally right. chainsaw on my shoulder. My left pocket was always the quick fuel. So I'd be sitting, I, I just, I would literally, so we don't stop. I just tear the package out. I'm just gnawing on stuff. I was just eating all day long. Um, yeah. and then, but then you realize, oh, wait a minute, let's throw some jerky in there. Right. Let's throw in some other stuff like nuts. We were all really big on nuts, man. Like the biggest thing was, um, what's those nuts you shuck the shell off of, uh, not pistachios. pistachios. No, the, <laughs> the, the more like seed style, um, sunflower seeds. Everybody, oh, okay. they just jam You put a whole wad of sunflower seeds in your cheek, and then you, you figure out that whole technique of moving one, and you can flick with your tongue, and then you crack it with the other side of your mouth, and then you spit the shell out, <laughs> and you still have the seed in there. It's a talent. It's a talent. But then we all, we all bought the ones that were just covered in salt, you know, because you're just sweating you know, sweating all day long. Ton. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I figured you'd appreciate that little story. Uh, well, Vinny tells the story of those, uh, what was it? Were they rowers? That were just all the only fuel they brought for oh, across the Pacific. Yeah, it was just the little olive oil bottles, and they yeah. were just like drinking olive oil the whole they, time. They fueled their entire. Uh, they they and ladies and gentlemen, like Brett's serious. Like they, I forget what episode it was on Vinny's show, uh, but these it was a couple. It was a married couple. They decided to, and I don't know if it was a kayak or what, but they rode from California to Hawaii. Yeah. On olive yeah, oil. Yeah, that was it. Yeah. I think it was on my show. I think that's why I think about it because he brought it up when I was, uh, when either I was on his show or he was on my show. We, we yeah. did both. So I forget which episode he brought it up on, but it was it's an amazing story. But it shows how your body is sort of made for that. You know, your body is designed to burn fat and burn it efficiently and power your body. I tested that last year. What was it last year? Last cycling season. We were doing a, a road biking event here locally. We have a big road cycling community because we have a we have an actual velodrome stadium here where they do all the bike racing inside of it. So uh, and Rodale Press is was headquartered here. So it's a lot of athletic history uh, in little old Allentown, Pennsylvania. But the cool. the uh, one event was for for you know for colon cancer, and so it's a big male dominated event. Didn't matter, but that was my first time where I said last year I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this on olive oil. So I, I, in my jersey, I had three vials of olive oil, and I did a metric century ride, so it was 60-plus miles, and I covered 5,000 feet of climbing on that wow. ride. And, I mean, I was, it was my first time doing an event like that. So, yeah, my legs were hurting later. I, what I figured out later was I didn't have enough salts. Um, I did have a little bit of cramping in the legs, but that's just me calibrating because I've just – I've never done an event with just olive oil. <laughs> yeah. Right. But right. again, I did it and I survived. So yeah. my, my friends looked at me like I was a crazy person. Meanwhile, they're hitting their little goo blocks or the little gooey spongy blocks. And I, I used to use them. I used to use them. Yep. I didn't know any better. So 
that's the problem, right? That, that's why people listening to your show um, or now your new format, the Diet Doctor format on the podcast or, or reading books like yours, Your Best Health Ever People, um, that's the point here is that people need to start embracing learning things outside the norm. Like don't, right. what's the old saying? Don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> right. I mean, so, saying. so like you, you, your book, you, you have the surprisingly simple guide. What, what are some, cause you've had that book out now for what, over a year, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. been over a year. So from fans and, and people who have bought your book, have people, do people follow up with you and like send you feedback or they submit reviews on Amazon, all that stuff. Do you read them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I do. I mean, yes. <laughs> what is your top, I think, eye-opening feedback that you've gotten since releasing that book that actually is, tells you you've been, you're doing the right thing? That like, I mean, I don't know. Do you have any examples? That's a great question. Um, I don't know if it's so much from the book, but sort of the feedback I get, whether it's from the podcast or the blog oh, yeah, or from both, the yeah. book, is the main feedback is, why haven't I heard this from my doctor? <laughs> why don't I get this from from the regular medical care that is supposed to be so great in this country. And why do I feel so much better now that I've been following this? And, and, you know, and the concern is always, well, okay, I may be feeling better, but am I harming my health? Is this something that's going to actually do me more harm than good in the long run? Because that's certainly what our medical culture promotes. And now we have the evidence to say, no, actually, it's not going to harm you. It's actually going to benefit you when we have the science to show how low-carb, high-fat reduces insulin resistance and reverses diabetes and reduces inflammatory markers and improves HDL and lowers triglycerides. And I mean, once you see all the data, then all of a sudden, it's a no-brainer. If you, if you feel better um, and it's improving your health, like why wouldn't you do it? And But the question remains – why aren't we hearing this from more people's doctors? So that's that's the biggest feedback I got, that people just thanking me for putting it out there, for a doctor being willing to go against the, the common thread and to be going against the big guidelines and the big institutions that say fat is bad and uh, to tell people a different narrative that's going to help them. That That's the biggest feedback I got, and that's why I do it. Well, I mean, and that's thanks to your people like your show. Um, I've had Ivor Cummins on this show. That was uh-huh. that was a blast, man. We geeked out. Uh, another, yeah. another compadre of yours that's in the movie with you guys. So um, Yeah, he's amazing. I, Ivor's the data guy, uh, but whew, man, that guy's got the content. Um, right. So, But I think the most powerful thing that I've learned over the years is that this is, I try not to knock the MD profession because you're an MD, but you've just reinforced that you guys or ladies or anybody else out there who's an MD or in the medical profession, the key word there is the medical profession versus the health profession. Unfortunately, we've had to create a little bit of a line there. And it's Good like point. a traditional MD, unless they've chosen to make the personal commitment that like you have done and your fellow uh, colleagues have done to learn this stuff. They don't know. It's it's not necessarily their fault. It's not being taught in the university. They're barely learning anything about nutrition other than maybe how things metabolize in the body. And then they're really being trained consistently on, on continuing education on what drug addresses that symptom. And right. unfortunately, the power of inflammation, right? Like I'm a big supporter of intermittent fasting. I do uh, nutritional detoxification cleansing programs. I do it all because inflammation is a result of something bad happening in your body. So like as, as gross it may sound, a pimple or a zit is an inflammatory response, okay? You can wash your face all you want, 
But if you know you weren't like out there rubbing dirt in your face and then not washing your face, but for some reason you have acne, I, I love it because I see people go LCHF and their complexion completely clears up eventually, yeah. right? Yeah. It's like right. things that are manifesting in a negative way within your body eventually come to the outside of the body, whether it be right. increased obesity, increasing uh, production of fat cell production. Like, because again, ladies and gentlemen, Brett, correct me if I'm wrong. Your fat cells uh, are designed to protect you. They will pull stuff out of your bloodstream that they can't naturally get out because your liver and kidneys are all beat up and they're just not able to get it all out. And your fat cells are like, hey, man, I'm going to pull that in. I'm going to protect you. Uh, quick tag to the book, um, Big Fat Surprise, right? I think she hints a little bit on that book too. Right, right. Yeah, Nina Teicholz and her work, Big Fat Surprise. Absolutely. That's something everybody should read. And do you know, um, um, oh God, Secret Life of Fat? Tara secret life of fat. I don't think I know that one. So that's the one where I really started geeking out about the cellular knowledge and what the fat cell actually does. So uh. she's been on the show a while ago, over a year ago, Dr. Sylvia Tara. And she spent her career like 20 years doing research into the fat cell. Um, okay. She's of a Indian bloodline uh, from India and she's always struggled with weight gain, weight loss. And she really digs into, again, the book's called secret life of fat, the science behind the body's least understood organ. So she literally in the book signifies that how fat actually needs to be understood as an organ and not just a cell. It was very interesting. Right. It's not just some passive thing where we store excess calories. It's actually metabolically active. It actually has a purpose and has a role and supplies fuel. And it's, it's, uh, it's part of our living body and it plays an active role. Uh, I love it. I see, as soon as I brought that, I knew you'd say something intelligent that goes right along with that. I was like, yes. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> um, so this is cool. Uh, real quick, I, I, we're running a little bit long here. Do you have a couple of minutes? Okay. Sure. Okay. Sure. So hearing that and people listening to the show still, okay, we've, we've hinted, listen, guys, go, go get the free video content off of his site. Go score the book. It's cheap. And it's apparently a very fast, easy read. And, and it could, you know, you guys got to get warmed up before his next book comes out. Uh, you got the podcast. There's all this free, free knowledge, people. There's no excuse. Free knowledge. But then you hear about other books, like you just learned about, The Secret Life of Fat. There's there's some new knowledge out there that maybe you want to ch dig into, right? Hey, I want to check out sure. Dr. Sylvia Tara. But when you hear that type of stuff, um, does that excite you? Like knowing that there's, once again, just yet another powerful, healthy influencer out there just trying to hack the code on this stuff? You know what's interesting? And, and this is, where, I guess, where it comes into personal psychology. It excites me and just... And just bothers me at the same time because then it's like oh, I don't have time to read another book. I really want to read this book but now. You, but you I want to? I have time to read this book, <laughs> but I want to. So it gets me excited because yeah, the more the more we can learn about this, and the more, like you said, we can geek out about it is is awesome. And I and I want to just learn more, learn more, learn more. Man, I just wish there were more hours in the day to learn it all. And because it's it's all the key is being able to learn the science. And then being able to frame it in a way where people can walk away with a take-home about how this is going to help them today and how this interplays in, in their life and their health. Um, and that's what I love to do. You know, I, I like the science, but what's even better than the science is being able to formulate it in a way that people can relate to and improve their lives right now. Hmm. That's, that's what I really enjoy the most. Well, and I think that's some of the takeaways that the listeners, when they find not every healthy influencer or business influencer or lifestyle influencer are going to click with people finding this show, for example, right? That's the point is that people need to keep launching new platforms. You, you know, taking a serious commitment in your podcast and saying, you know what? It's time to rebrand. 
I can't wait to geek out with, with my brother from another medical profession here, right? Let, let's let's team up, guys. Let's go diet doctor all over this podcast world and see what th- it could possibly take the show to the next level. So people yeah. willing to not just commit to launching a podcast or commit to writing a book, but willing to at least reprogram or take it into a different uh, a different phase. That's right. It's scary and exciting at the same time. But the most important part of that is that now you could potentially this rebrand might unlock a whole new level of exposure and influence that maybe your, your show before might've been missing. And this was that necessary step to blow it up to an even another more powerful level, which means you're getting yeah. through to even more people. Right. And, and so factoring that down to a personal level, it's, it's being open-minded enough to admit you don't know everything to admit you're not doing everything perfect and to admit that there are other and better ways to do it. And to take that for, then to a health perspective, I mean, that's how I got on this whole low carb path a little over five years ago, but there are so many people who have their blinders on um, and aren't open to admitting that maybe there's another way that do think the way they're taught is the only way to do it. So whether it's in business, whether it's in health, whether it's for your the way you are personally, I mean, being open-minded and being willing to try new things and experience new things and see if it's supported by fact and by science and by success stories, then I mean, that's a huge part of life. And and so I think that's important. So I think luckily I have that um, because that's what I've been able to do by joining up with Diet Doctor. That's what I was able to do five years ago uh, by becoming a low-carb doctor, which is definitely the black sheep in the doctor world. But you know, you got to stay open. You got to have new experiences because just because we were taught one thing in the past doesn't mean it's the right way to do it. Doesn't mean it's the way we should always do it. And science is a is a field of being wrong. I mean, science is always wrong. Not always. Science is frequently wrong. But, but why is science nowadays up. afraid to be wrong? Because like, I, yeah, I've, been, I've been hearing that, question. right? Yeah. Yeah. Saying, I, sorry, I was wrong is is one of the hardest things to do. And I mean, you look at someone like Tim Noakes and he's like such an amazing I've example. I've had him on the show. Yeah. He's great. He's such a gracious guy and, and a wonderful person. He's been through person. hell the past two years proving himself. Right. Right. And I think maybe that's sometimes why people are afraid to switch positions and say I'm wrong because it's, you know, when you look at the big institutions, the American Diabetes Association, the American Heart Association, if they were to try and back out of the room and say, you know what, we were wrong about fat. Sorry, we were wrong about carbs. And, you know, that's a difficult position for them to be in to admit that. Um, And people's careers are built on a certain dogma or a certain belief. And to be able to just switch that and say, you know, everything I've done for the past 30 years was wrong. Sorry, guys. Yeah. That's incredibly hard. Well, um, especially when pride. Uh, you brought up the, you know, diabetes, right? And, and the American Heart yeah. Association, those guys are they're the, they're the most afraid to change. Um, I remember last year when the president of the AHA released that damning article against coconut oil. So yeah. I, re- I reached back out to, uh, you familiar with the paleo cardiologist, Dr. Wolfson? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's been on the show a couple of times. I, I, I was like, Jack, we got, we got to dig this wide open, man. I'm gonna get you back on. I have a regular sports nutritionist that I bring on every month. I had her come back on, and then you familiar with the geneticist, uh, Dr. Anthony J. Anthony J. I've heard the name. He's been on Vinny's show too. Awesome guy. He and I dug deep, deep dive into uh, my 23andMe data. We exported the data file, and I sent it to him. It's one of the services he does, and he does a full blown uh, health supplemental and chemical data analysis on your DNA to help you understand what chemicals are most detrimental to your DNA makeup, as well as what supplementation makes more sense for it's, it was so such a geek out episode. We, we, and we did it Facebook live too at the same time. It was crazy. But, um, I had all three of them come on back to back 
and we just ripped AHA a new one you know, with like a, <laughs> a, a, a trifecta session, boom, 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 in a row because yeah. there's they have so much exposure. They're putting the wrong information out there. And it's like, guys, if we could just get through to a couple of people with three back-to-back shows from three different healthy influencers, I hope I can leave my part behind. But it's funny because yeah. now since then, they've changed their position on that, right? They're all of a sudden, that article is not really there or easily found anymore. How interesting. <laughs> I couldn't find it as easily. So, hmm. Yeah. I don't know if they changed the keywords in that or not. Well, because now it resurfaced from Harvard Public Health, one of their big top people saying, you know, coconut oil is poison that just came out a couple of weeks ago. And, but again, now that's, I think, starting to be retracted and people try to separate from that. It's just people are too quick to, to make simple associations and go for quick, easy headlines. And life doesn't work that way. Health doesn't work that way. And that's something we definitely have to get away from and back it up the with the science. That's my thing. Like if, yeah. if you, especially Harvard, come on guys. I know Vinny, Vinny's not happy with Harvard. He's just not a big fan. Um, he said they're basically a giant endowment fund anymore and that's all they care about. But, uh, I won't, I don't need to take a position cause I don't really use Harvard studies. I actually, when I do research, I do, I go to the, uh, the British journal, uh, cause they seem to have a better reputation. I don't know if you guys use mm. that or not. So, yeah. um, well, and that's the key, right? Using science to back up your position, but using good science to back up your position. Cause unfortunately a lot of the science out there is junk science. Yeah. And, and that's, I, yeah. Ivor hinted at that. Uh, cause I think he's yeah. one of the guys who told me, Hey man, if you can, you know, try and use the British one more. They really take it a little bit more deep dive and more serious. And maybe that's an advantage of theirs because they're outside the U.S. I don't know if that's a thing mm-hmm. or not. I don't know if that's a thing. I wonder. Yeah. Oh, quick side note, because uh, I'm, I'm actually going to screen share. Again, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to do one more screen share of his site. This dude's got a lot of background. I was digging into your about page. <laughs> <laughs> all this education, all these titles, all these certifications. Um, but real quick, on your main page when they visit you, you have what is FACC? Fellow of the American College of Cardiology. Okay. I was just one of those many acronyms. I'm like, man, I, was, I couldn't translate that one right off the top of my head. I had to ask because you didn't really necessarily have it listed here, and that's why I was digging in. Uh, uh, but I love the fact you're, you're certified in adult cardiovascular diseases, adult uh echocardiography uh, and nuclear cardiology like i love it man. right you you are a healthy geek as a professional and i love it so yeah but the most fun i had are the the certifications listed below that i got certified as a personal trainer i got certified in fitness nutrition and behavior modification and i even had a little stint where i went with the titleist performance institute to get certified in in teaching people how to train their bodies to play golf better that was a fun little side side uh side venture i had there but i can tell you out of all four of those behavior modifications huge huge oh yeah me being a psychology geek i mean i I have a regular sports psychologist on every single month so if you ever need you know somebody like that for your show i can hook you up with her she's awesome but behavior modifications everything that's the biggest shockwave that i've noticed for most people is like they find the new content and then it's building up the confidence and the dedication to take action and start morphing the behavioral changes necessary. Right. Make it stick. And so you go to see your doctor and your doctor may be the best intention doctor in the world. And they say, and you got to eat better and exercise more. And I'll see you in six months. Like where's the behavior modification in there? It's nowhere. Yeah. And that's why, you know, that's why one of the reasons I created this six month program to work with people on a more intense one-on-one level to give them the regular emails and the videos and the handouts so that you can continue to have the, the influence you need and the encouragement you need to help you make those behavior changes and those habit changes because they don't happen overnight. 
and our society keeps wanting to suck us back. Just when I was out, they pulled me back in. What's that Al Pacino line? Classic. Like keep wanting to, yeah, it's great, right? When you can use it about health, it's, yeah, <laughs> you can tell it's a good line. But that's the way society is. So we need these constant reminders to keep us moving forward and to keep us on track. I, I love it because, real quick, I, I, when you when you Google search, because I'm going to use boundless health as your keywords for your show because it's part of your history and people can still find your content that way because if I search for boundless health on Google and your name, it brings up and links back to your site to your very first podcast episode. Oh, interesting. The boundless health introduction. So. Yeah. Uh, fun marketing tie there. Like, don't lose your history. Use those keywords, and 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 people will still find you. Um, I think that's fun. So, but uh, so, all right. We've tied so much together, ladies and gentlemen. Again, podcast show notes. We always have all your social media feeds linked in there. Everything will be back linked. They can easily find you on lilyfield.com once your show is live. We've got the book. We've got the video program. We've got the rebranding of the new podcast show to take it to the next level. As the di- so it is officially called the Diet Doctor Podcast. Yes, the Diet Doctor podcast with yeah. Dr. Brett Sure, That's right. the official title. All right. Yeah. So out of all of that, what besides like your free video content on your site, I think that's oh, hands down people. Like if you don't want to pay for a book, like go get the free video stuff. Like just go to the site and it's free. Podcasts, free. $13 for the book, $12.95 on Amazon. That's practically free. So after that, what is one of the biggest ways I'm going to give you an opportunity to kind of give a little self promo here because people need to promote themselves more because they're, they are their brand, the video program. Why should somebody get into that video program? Oh, that's a good question. Well, I mean, the video program is meant for a much more intensive one-on-one working relationship with me where we're going to work together over the course of the six months with a, a video chat once a month, constant emails, and then group chats, uh, twice a month in addition, plus the regular reminders, the regular education, the regular motivation of two to three emails a week with videos and handouts and recipes and to keep you motivated and keep you on track. Because like I said, it's too easy to just say, exercise more, eat better, be healthier, see you later. That doesn't work. This program is designed for people who really want to prioritize their health, who really want to learn what's going to work for them. So it's the combination of individualizing it and teaching the common concepts for everybody and bringing that together to see how it works for you, to optimize your health, to revitalize your health, to reduce your risk of chronic diseases. So whether if you've got heart disease, if you've got high blood pressure, if you've got diabetes and you want to reverse that, this is for you. If you just want to prevent that from ever happening, this is for you. If you want to find a way to live your life that's going to improve your chances of living longer and living better, this is for you. I mean, that's what it's designed for, to really teach people how to achieve their optimal health and show them the tools how to get there. I'm digging it, man. I love it. And I think that's the biggest thing that people have to understand about programs like this, whether it's yours or or somebody else's out there. One, I think the biggest theme here is like start taking action, take accountability for your health and your life. Most people need to understand that. The behavioral modifications will come, but the first step is literally taking accountability, saying, listen, your your average MD is not going to help you. I'm sorry. The average MD is not. I wish they could. I hope in my lifetime they all will. Uh, But in the meantime, we have to take the first step. We have to take accountability and then start digging into the different people and the influencers and resources out there. And who knows, maybe the video program is not for you, but you're not going to know until you, until you at least reach out and see if Brett's your guy. I mean, obviously, if this podcast didn't sell you on him already. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. but listen, Brett, uh, I like well, to close you. out our shows with 
with an all-encompassing message from our guest co-hosts. So this is you, obviously. But, you know, video programs aside, book sales, you know, growing the podcast. I love the new branding. But is there an all-encompassing message that you're trying to kind of put out there to the world, like some final words? Maybe it's a legacy message for what you're trying to create because I think that's what we're all trying to do in this world is like what is the legacy we're leaving behind is there anything you got got for us yeah it's a great question the the main message is I want people to prioritize their health but to realize that our society is not set up for that whether it's our our nutritional society our lack of physical activity society and I hate to say it our healthcare society not set up for us to prioritize and optimize our health. So we have to be able to break away from that and see things differently so that we can prioritize our health and can succeed in it. But it only comes from breaking away from what we consider common or everyday society. Wow. I mean, number one, great words. Number two, great wake-up call for a lot of people. I don't think they realize everything you just said is true. The healthcare system is broken and... We need powerful influencers like you guys to help guide us down the correct path until we can get that system healed one day. Interesting yeah. health perspective. Let's heal the system. Let's heal the healthcare system. <laughs> Hopefully one day in our lives. So listen, hang tight. I want to give you a proper goodbye off the air. Ladies and gentlemen, we talked about it multiple times on the show. Lowcarbcardiologist.com. Everything is going to be listed in the site. Go subscribe to the podcast. Check it out. It's not going to be the, doctor, the Diet Doctor podcast with Brett Shear. Again, all that will be linked in the show notes as well. Uh, you, he's on Facebook. He's on Twitter. Okay, you can, you can do a little social media stalking. Uh, but also, a reminder, because I'm wearing the hat, make sure you go check out fatdocumentary.com. He's in the film. We hinted at it earlier in the show. So if you believe in healthy messaging and you believe in taking action or you and you want to actually just be a, a small part of it, maybe a $5 contributor to building education the right way through a powerful documentary film, you can still support the film. It's on Indiegogo. Like we already won the thing, but we can. it's now in the in-demand mode and I'm still giving and other people are still giving to help really make sure this movie is going to be just epic because the more funding behind the budget, uh, the better quality the film will be. And maybe it'll add a new... Uh, a new, new makeup for Brett or something and make him look pretty behind the camera. I don't know. I'm not a film guy. Give me some hair. <laughs> there you go. Hair. Throw some hair on there, you know, a little, a little, little uh, some modifications. I, I don't throw hair on that, man. That's, that's a beautiful oh, head yeah. of yours. You're fine. You're uh, I, actually, I read an article saying that balding men are more masculine. So there you go. There you go. I like it. So that's, that's a great way to close out the show. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, <laughs> Brett, Dr. Brett Shear, remember lowcarbcardiologist.com. Thanks for tuning in to another powerful show where we're here to fuel your health your business, and your lifestyle. So remember, subscribe to his show, subscribe to my show, stay tuned for another powerful new guest host on the next episode. And remember, you too can live the fuel. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Hey there, Live the Fuel listeners. This is Scott Mulvaney, your chief intrepid officer, your podcast co-host and founder of Live the Fuel. Just want to take one to two minutes more of your time and give you a little extra value at the end of each of these episodes. Uh, First off, I wanted to make sure you guys got over to livethefuel.com and actually took advantage of my Super 7's resource guide. It's a free offer, and it just gives you uh, 21 different resources to fuel your own health, business, and or lifestyle success. Just some of the tools and applications that I've used and books that I've read uh, over the years to help me grow in a personal and a professional mindset. Now, while you're on the website, hop on over to the supported brand section. I created a new section on the website just to promote brands that I grow and have trusted 
in my personal and my professional life. I mean, there's, there's applications on there that I use in business-wise, but more importantly, healthy lifestyle-wise, there's companies that I've had founders on this show. Just a quick name drop them. You got Eat Pilly Nuts. You got Pure Vitamin Club. You got my connection with Isogenics since 2010, since I was wild and firefighting. Love to be able to help you get healthy and fit, lose weight, or improve your athletic performance. Or heck, in my case, I'm 40 now, age better. And uh, another quick little plug on there is Villa Capelli. Love their olive oil. And real quick note, Villa Capelli and E-Pilly Nuts, I have my own discount code. So go to lilyfield.com, click on the supporter brand section to get into the resources page, and you'll see my discount code. So enjoy that. Now, while you're on the website too, I've also now built another new tool for you guys, Fuel Library. So the Fuel Library is obviously, as it says, it's a library of the either digital audiobooks from Audible or physical books that I've either purchased, uh, borrowed, consumed, etc. Uh, heck, even actually half of these authors I've actually now had on the podcast. So feel free to go to Fuel Library. I've divided it into health, business, and lifestyle directed sections, and I've been building that out. I'm still looking to add a lot more content because there's tons of authors and amazing books out there. So again, go check that out as well. And then uh, two last things for you. One, Please, if you get a chance, get over to iTunes and give this show a review. It's going to help us grow the exposure and help other people out there in the world find Live the Fuel and also find these amazing co-hosts I bring on here to help them influence and hopefully positively change their health goals, their fitness goals, their business startup goals, their lifestyle, etc. So please, submit a review. I would love to be able to start reading your reviews on a future podcast. And the last thing I'm going to go in here with is my disclaimer. I'm throwing disclaimer in because honestly, I talk a lot about health on this show and business and obviously health and fitness impacts your lifestyle. So please, if you are suffering from a medical illness, a disease, etc., remember podcasts in general do not replace professional advice. So if you have concerns, please go obviously consult a professional. I do bring amazing professionals on this show, but in the end, this is free content that we're sharing over the podcast world. This does not replace obviously a one-on-one consultation, whether it be with a business consultant, a, uh, a lifestyle coach, etc., or obviously a health or medical doctor. So again, that's just my quick disclaimer. This is free content. Take it as such, but please see your professionals. Thanks for listening, gang. Talk to you guys again soon. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com.